0: Live from the 607, it's the Ocho Duro Parlay Hour, where we're talking everything movies, TV, comics, and entertainment. Join in the conversation on social media with the hashtag ODPH, because here we go. Welcome to an all-new edition of the ODPH Podcast, better known as The Ocho Duro Parlay Hour. What is happening, everybody? Thank you so much for joining us this week. My name is Ken M. Joining me in studio, as always, you know him. He's the co-host. His name is Padawan Jay.
1: Oh, let me talk to you. Yeah, because,
0: man, we have a lot to talk about. It is a busy week in the land of entertainment, in the world of movies, TV, and comics, and more, if you want to call it that. And we definitely have a lot to get into. So, Pad, where does everybody head after the show? Because we, we got to keep that conversation rolling.
1: odphpodcast.com.
0: Right on. Swing on over to the website. Make sure to sign up on all the social media accounts, especially what we're going to be talking about in the opening two segments, because it's going to be important for you to catch up on all the coverage. So right there it is. Boom. Drop that follow. You won't miss a thing. Also check out the Patreon link one tier, $2 a month. And this week you have the sports edition, Patreon exclusive. So you want that sports talk. That's where you head on over to also check out the T public store link sale going on this weekend as well. A lot of things happening there. The blog section, which is blown up with some reviews, you have the directory. Pat, how many providers are we on? Uh,
1: 110,000.
0: Sounds about right to me. Pat is a statistician, so I do not argue with him one bit when it comes to that. We also have the classified section where you can find friends of the show, such as 3FN Podcast, Dragon Master Games, Nerd Initiative. A lot of things happening over there. So this easy, quick link right there, on the, and then it takes you right to their homepage because you can find out everything going on there involving us, involving 3FN, and a few of our friends, and a lot more things happening there. The music section. Where you can find the latest from Brian Wolf and the Howlers, Tom Jolu, Floodlands, Shout at the Robot, Second Suitor. The list goes on and on. Basically, if it's everything and everything, it is the ODPH. You can find it at ODPHpodcast.com. And always remember on social media to use the hashtag ODPHpod. Well, it is that time of year, Pad. Uh huh. Is it October yet? Is the question. And we can say proudly, yes, it
1: is. Is Billy Joel uh, Armstrong from Green Day awake? Allegedly, yes. Allegedly, allegedly. If you listen to the song, he's awake. Mm-hmm.
0: Because this is the annual New York Comic-Con preview edition. Con! Yes. It is so good to be going back to the Javits Center as press this year and going into year 17. Ooh, can you believe it, Pat? That is crazy. It is insane to think about. The con has definitely grown into a social media... hmm hub, if you will. Mm-hmm. It's going to shut down everything pop culture this weekend yeah. from October 12th to the 15th. So if you are not following what is going on with New York Comic Con on all their social media accounts, you definitely want to make sure you're, you're taking full advantage of that. And if you need any more information, Con.com, all one word and it will take you to where you need to go for this. Mm-hmm. But what we do, if you're a new listener, first and foremost, thank you for checking us out. Drop that five-star review. We always appreciate it. We break down the panels you need to go to at NYCC, so we do the deep dive right from the website and give you our takes about what you need to go to and basically what is jumping out to us as fans that we're excited to talk
1: about. Yeah, real quick, I think we should just give some listeners, if this is your first time attending New York Comic Con or you got a con coming up that you've never been to before, maybe some do's, maybe some don'ts, I would definitely say, for this one especially, Wear some comfy shoes, Mm -hmm. you know, not old and worn, super worn in, but not super brand new. Like you just went out to, you know, your local shoe store and bought them. No, like slightly gently worn in. You're going to be walking around a lot. So you don't want to wear your feet out. Bring a spare uh, battery charger, you Mm -hmm. know, to charge your phone or whatever device you have, because yes there are technically outlets and electrical pl- uh, places for you to plug your your devices in but they're going to be few and far between when they're open so bringing a spare charger is definitely a must bottle of water uh, because there's going to be a lot of people there uh, and this is true for any of the major cons there to be a lot of people you're going to get a little dehydrated walking around so much So, definitely bring a bottle of water and also if you were going to new york comic-con and this is your first time going to new york comic-con cannot stress this enough bring a bagged Lunch. Mm -hmm. New York City food prices are expensive. Yeah, uh, if you've ever been to the city, you know this. They're even more expensive when you get into the Javits Center and uh, you know the stuff in there. Hey, which hey, if you want to buy some of the food in there, to, do you? It, it, you know, hey, they got some, I've tried had some of their stuff. It's pretty good, uh, but you can't. I, I can't exactly comfortably swing those prices. You know, four or five days in a row. Hmm. Uh, so definitely bring you know a bag lunch if you can. You know, and like I said, uh, comfy pair of shoes, spare battery charger, um, and just have fun. Absolutely, and if you
0: want even some more information about the do's and don'ts, there's a blog up that I wrote for nerdinitiative.com. It's the latest letters to the editor, number two, entitled NYCC, here we go. So if you want some more information about that, nerdinitiative.com. But let's get into the panels. This is what we showed up for this celebration of fandoms. There's a lot going on this year. Obviously, with the strikes going on for Mm SAG-AFTRA still, that is going to play a little bit of a factor for this year. But the Writers Guild strike is finally done. The writers got their money. Awesome time. So let's celebrate and let's start talking some fandoms, Pad.
1: Yeah, so the first one I'm going to mention uh, takes place on Thursday, and all of these times are Eastern, by the way, Mm -hmm. uh, 12.45 p.m. in the Empire Stage, and this is the Dragon Ball special panel. Uh, and the description of this one reads, delivering the latest information on the world-famous manga and anime franchise, Dragon Ball. We talk about new developments in the Dragon Ball series, along with a mysterious new trailer. Also, the appearance of special guests. Hmm. Close quote. So, obviously, we talked about a couple weeks ago, there is the supposed rumored, leaked new series coming uh, called Dragon Ball Magic. Yep. Uh, would expect, as was predicted, this is where we're going to find out about it. Wouldn't be surprised if we get some of the uh, uh, video appearance from some of the voice cast from over on the Japanese side. Maybe we get some of the... uh English voice cast there, they're not listed for like autograph sessions or photo ops, but they could fly in for a panel and if, if they're in town or something, but this is, if you're a Dragon Ball fan, this is definitely, you know, 1245, you're going to want to, if you're there, you definitely want to, going to want to be there. If you can't be there, pay attention to social media because this is about the time I would say maybe about five, 10, maybe even 15 minutes into the panel. So about one o'clock Eastern, you're going to start hearing stuff.
0: No, absolutely. Dragon Ball is going to have a big presence this year at New York Comic-Con. A lot of anime is definitely going to be in full of force. Mm-hmm. So if you're an anime fan, you're definitely going to like a lot of the big panels this year. Yeah. So there's a lot. Like I say, that's just one fandom to talk about. You know yep. me. I love talking comics and kicking off my Thursday-to-go-to panels is Elsewhere in the DC Multiverse. Ooh. So this is going to be an interesting one that's kind of spotlights what's going on uh, with... The current dawn of DC a little bit, like mm-hmm. it hasn't been officially labeled that, but according to the website for New York Comic Con, quote, here directly for some of the superstar writers and artists that are creating epic new storylines that push DC's superheroes and supervillains beyond their limits with in bold new adventures. So cool. the way I'm taking this is you're going to hear a lot of the dawn of DC storylines.
1: Yeah, this is probably the DC equivalent of Marvel's next big thing. Mm-hmm. that they do every year where, like, if you are a DC fan and you want to find out, you know, what they got planned, maybe some early look at some covers of upcoming comics, maybe even find out some new writers who are going to be jumping onto different books. You know, this is going to be the panel to do it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. DC's got a pretty loaded lineup this weekend. We'll get into a little more as the day's going on. Pad, what you got up next?
1: Uh, up next is uh, on Thursday at one thirty p.m. in room 405, and this is definitely one that if you are in attendance and you are of a certain age, you definitely want to check this one out. Uh, this one is Rob Paulson, Tress McNeil, jess harnell and maurice lamarche 30 years of friendship with over one and it says uh, quote with over 100 years of collective experience between the four of these voice actors there is no shortage of talent between rob tress jess and maurice join these four friends and co-stars as they reflect on their extensive resumes and answer fan questions close quote so in case you're not familiar with who these folks are you've got maurice lamarche who was on feeds on futurama teenage mutant ninja turtles he's also the brain from pinky and the brain Mm-hmm. Uh, you've got Jess Harnell who's in a whole bunch of stuff, but he's also in animaniacs, uh, along with Rob Paulson, who was also in animaniacs. He did, uh, pinky and he also did yakko. Uh, you know, uh, Jess Harnell did wacko. And then you've got Tress McNeil who did dot and animaniacs. So you've just got four of the best voice actors, in the business, in the same room. I've been in the same room with Maurice, Jess, and Rob, and it is an absolute riot. I will say this. The last time I was in a room together with all three of them, Rob Paulson started to do the Countries of the World song from Animaniacs, and at that moment, I could have died a happy man.
0: Yeah, no. The they always do a great job. Like I say, especially in your voice acting. Uh huh. You got the the creme de la creme, if I may say. Yes. So this is gonna be one you definitely want to go check out, and they always put on a great performance. Like I've gone in there a couple times too uh-huh. over the years, and it's always a blast. So you yep. definitely want to check that. And out.
1: And they're also if you're a, if you're there and you want to check it out, and you're an aspiring voice actor, they are not afraid to give some advice.
0: Yes. Next up for me, though, uh, DC Heroes United, a Genvid interactive series, crafting superhero stories to put fans in charge. So this could be taking place on Thursday at 2.30 and going by the press release. Genvid reveals award-winning creative team behind DC Heroes United at New York Comic-Con panel. What DC Heroes United, a Genvid active series, is putting fans in charge. The panel is pretty loaded. Okay. But- Gail Simone is kicking it off. Uh, Randy Ma, Brian Busolato, who has a great new book coming out this week, Midlife. So if you want to check that out via image, Joshua Hale Felikov and Stefan uh, Bujia. Okay. So this is going to be one, like I say, it's definitely caught my eyes that I was like, okay, I heard about something was going on that was an interactive, but with the lineup of talented uh, writers they have come in here for this. This is going to be something definitely to check out. Yeah. For more information on that, uh, d- dcheroesunited.com. Okay. And you can kind of dive into what this interactive series is going to be about. But like I say, with the star power they have on stage for this, this is going to be something really fun. Sounds
1: almost like the the uh, Walking Dead thing that they announced. Kind a of. A couple months ago where it's like a fan interactive like – the fans control how things go kind of thing. That's interesting. Yes. Uh, next up for me is at three 45 PM uh, Eastern and it is in room one CO three. And this is from a certain point of view, return of the Jedi, a star Wars 40th anniversary celebration. Uh, and the description of this one reads quote on May 25th, 1983 star Wars cemented its legacy as the greatest movie franchise of all time with the release of return of the Jedi in honor of the film's 40th anniversary. Join an all-star panel of authors of a new anthology book that recreates iconic scenes from return of the Jedi through the eyes of a supporting character from heroes and villains to droids and creatures. This unique panel promises fun, new insights into the characters and scenes of the film that you think, you know, close quote. Uh, and some of the guests on this panel include uh, Jason Fry, who is a noted star Wars author. Uh, you've also got uh, Danielle page, uh, Kay Aaron salt, Rivera, Sarah Glenn, Marsh, Tara Sim Tim Hohler, and then also Adam Lance Garcia. So these books, if you're a Star Wars fan and haven't read any of them, are just fun. Even if you're not as big a Star Wars nerd and you've just seen the movies, you haven't seen it. You've seen the movies, you've seen the shows, you haven't read the comics, you haven't read any of the books. You are fine to read these books because what they've done: three of them. They did one for A New Hope's 40th, one for Empire Strikes Back 40th, and they just had one come out for Return of the Jedi's 40th. And like it said in the description, what it does is it takes a care it it progresses through the book kind of at the same pace the movie progresses, and it takes one chapter you know and have, have focuses on a side character. So an example I can give in A New Hope you've got the bartender in uh, Mos Eisley who when 3P and R2 come in just says hey no droids we don't allow their kind in here. Mm-hmm. There's a story in the A New Hope from a certain point of view from the bartender's perspective and it explains why he doesn't allow droids into that bar. There's another chapter in the book where it's from when the 3PO and R2 first escape from the Imperial Star Destroyer and the Tantaviv. And, and you got the gunner who trains the guns on him and the guy says, oh, no, hold your fire. You find out what's going through that gunner's mind and like he really thinks he ought to fire on it, but he doesn't want to disobey, you know, disobey his uh his commanding officer Mm -hmm. you know empire strikes back there's one from yoda's perspective before uh luke gets there and he talks with some folks you know so like i said these these books are awesome and they're just a fun read
0: oh absolutely it's something that you definitely want to check out because it gives so much to you Uh as as a fan adds a lot of depth yes which is always great because you know when you go to these conventions Going to the panels, you want to get as much information as you can, and it's also just saying a thank you for the the, uh-huh. the creative teams yeah. that are providing you this. And like yeah. I say, to get that much insight to your fandoms, like I say, that's just another plus of going to the cons. Uh-huh. Next up for me... Marvel kicks off on a big way Thursday, 3.15, Avengers Assemble, a This Week in Marvel special event. Wow. So if you've never been to this, they do a live podcast recording of their uh, This Week in Marvel. Agent M is going to be there, Ryan Pentagos, and he has a lot of people tied into the Avengers franchise for this one mm. because it's in time for the 60th anniversary. So joining him is going to be C.B. Sobalski, Tom Brefort. Jed McKay and Al Ewing. And there's Ooh. a lot of books that are coming out with the Avengers line right now. This is going to be one that if you're an Avengers fan, you definitely want to be in the house for. They do a lot of cool things. And the Marvel panels are always a great place to get some really cool swag, too, mm-hmm. because they give out a lot of cool giveaways at the end of the panels, too. Yes, so, they do. So if you haven't gone to one of those, I highly recommend checking that out. And that's at 315 on Thursday.
1: Next up uh, for me is at 4.15 on the main stage, and this is Hulu's Futurama screening and panel with creative creative behind-the-scenes creatives behind the show. Uh, And this one reads, quote, The beloved sci-fi animated series Futurama triumphantly returned to Hulu with all-new episodes after a brief 10-year hiatus. Celebrate with a room full of Futurama fans as we screen the season finale episode and get a sneak peek at season 12, followed by a panel with the creatives behind the show uh, from 20th Television Animation uh, and then some of the guests included with this are Claudia Katz, Crystal Chesney-Thompson, David X. Cohn, Edmund Fong, Lee, uh, super Sinsky, and then Peter Evansino. Uh, so this one definitely going to be one to check out if you are in the area and you were a Futurama fan like myself, uh, haven't caught up on all the episodes yet, but I will say highly recommend the first episode because it is super meta and it is super hilarious, but definitely want to check out if you are a fan.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, Futurama is, it blows my mind it's lasted this long.
1: Oh, I know. And it's been canceled twice. Yeah, at least. Yeah, it, it, yeah, it got, you know, no, yeah, it did. It got canceled once. They did it like some direct to DVD movies. Mm-hmm. And then they came back. And then they got canceled again. And now they're back again. Yeah, you just can't keep a good show down.
0: No, but that's the one power of fandoms, too. Like, if you are that passionate and, and your fellow fans are that vocal about it, too, yeah. you never know how loud your voice can get. This is true. So not saying it's a sure shot, but I'm saying it's, it's worth a shot, shot taken. And you can see with Futurama, that's one show that definitely does that. Uh-huh. Closing out Thursday for both Padawan and myself, a <laughs> oh, show boy. that's very near and dear to our hearts because it is – the annual Walking Dead panel. Yeah. So let's talk about it, Pat.
1: Yeah, so this one is AMC Networks and AMC Plus present The Walking Dead, Daryl Dixon. This is at 415 on the Empire stage. Uh, And this one reads, quote... New York Comic-Con attendees will be the first to see The Walking Dead Daryl Dixon season finale ahead of its airing on Sunday, October 15th at 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. 8 p.m. Central on AMC and AMC Plus, followed by a QA and a with Chief Content Officer of The Walking Dead, Universe Scott M. Gimple, uh, showrunner David Zabel, and executive producer Greg Nicotero, and moderated by Entertainment Weekly's Dalton Ross. Uh, obviously, of course, the, they will all be there, but also some dude named Norman is going to be there
0: oh I, always a fun time with i don't him.
1: know if you've ever heard of him yeah i think the only thing that's going to disappoint him is unlike the one year at madison square garden he won't be able to ride into the empire room on a motorcycle never say never yeah maybe but probably not probably not
0: no there's a lot going on, on thursday like i said the walking dead has always been a staple in new york comic-con too mm-hmm. the used to be the uh proverbial hard to, hardest, hardest
1: t- ticket to get hardest
0: ticket in town to get. yeah so you you a lot of times you needed to know somebody to get in there. Well, it used to be at the time too. I mean, I, I know we're dating ourselves here, but I've this is the tenth year I've gone to New York Comic Con. I remember the days when people would go eight o'clock in the morning yeah. to whatever panel was kicking off yeah. that day and just sit through because it used to be the Saturday night closer. Right. Uh and the, they wouldn't clear the room. Right. And they never would clear the room. So it was always crazy to see how dedicated the fan base was. Yeah. And those were some of the most wild panels. Yeah, too, because they would be so giving to the fans, and you know, like I say, it's just an experience that if you weren't a full all-in fan, then yeah, you would leave being all-in about the, yeah. the series. So, is this is going to be kind of bittersweet because I know that obviously they're going to be wrapping up Fear the Walking Dead. That's coming right. up through the series. Uh, Last few episodes are going to be kicking off later this month, mm-hmm. and with Daryl Dixon, and maybe well, never to say never about surprises, because there, there is the the greatest movie we haven't seen yet with Rick and Michonne. Uh,
1: movie, TV series, TV movie, whatever it is.
0: Yeah, so that's like I say. That's something we're going to have to look forward to for that. Yeah. And maybe, then, maybe we'll get a tease of it. Yeah. We, we should definitely shoot them an email about this. Definitely yeah. wanted to do that. Yeah. I mean, that's all I had on my list for Thursday, Pat. How about you? Uh,
1: just got one more. This is at 5.45 p.m. Eastern on the main stage, and this is Adult Swim presents a first look at new and returning series. So the description of this is, quote, immerse yourself in the world of Adult Swim with a must-see screening event. New York Comic-Con fans will be the first to see a collection of new Adult Swim content from the Emmy-winning global phenomenon rick and morty the iconic long-running series aquatine hunger force the second season of the hit series smiling friends and more breaking news this is a can't miss event for adult swim fans close quote so definitely i know there's a few Rick and Morty fans out there. Mm -hmm. You know, it's a, it's a moderately popular show. Uh, Aqua teen hunger force surprised. It's still going. I hadn't heard about that in a couple of years, so I'm a little surprised it's still going, but Hey, good for them. Yeah. You know, but definitely one to check out. If you are a fan of all things, adult swim.
0: Yeah, definitely. A lot of cool things going on Thursday as well. And Thursdays, I don't want to say it's the quietest day, but it's a good one to walk around, get familiar where all the booths are. Calm
1: before the storm.
0: Yes. And get a true sense of like, if you want to get autographs, that's a great yeah. day to go.
1: Yeah. Because Artist Alley fills up very quickly on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Mm-hmm.
0: And definitely make sure you're following your favorite writers and artists Yes, on social media. So you know- Turn on th- notifications. Yep. So you know when they're going to be signing at what booths. Yes, yes. And especially plan time ahead for that as well. Because if it's a ticketed event, you need to go early to go get tickets. Yes, you do. So keep that in mind. Mm-hmm. But now we go to Friday. Yeah. And a lot of things are going on Friday. This is when things are going to start really ramping up. For me, in the morning, this is going to be kicking off with Joe Casadas drawing the line somewhere. Mm-hmm. So if you've never gone to him when he used to do the Cup of Joe series when he was the Marvel EIC, it's always a fun time. And it's just him talking to the fans. And it, it's not just, you know, a sit down conversation. Like it's, right. it's, it's, it's very captivating every time he does it. So. This is going to be one that comic fans, if you want to just go get a little bit of, you know, like a perfect wake up for the morning, Mm -hmm. this is going to be something to definitely check
1: out. Yeah. Uh, For me, it kicks off at 1215 on Friday, and this one is in room 409. And this is Cyanide and Happiness, How to Make a Funny. Uh, The description of this is, quote, look behind the curtain and learn how cyanide and happiness came to be what it is today. Hear from the minds themselves on what makes them tick, also while watching behind the scenes and some early exclusive footage. Think you know funny? Uh, So this one definitely, uh, if you've been on the internet at all in the last, like, 10, 15 years, you're familiar with cyanide and happiness. Some good stuff from them. They're very popular, very successful. But to actually hear and get to, you know, I guess learn what makes them tick and what gets them going and, and helps them produce their work. Very cool.
0: Oh, absolutely. This is going to be something to really kind of dive into that fandom. Cause like I yeah. said, I'm not too familiar with that. So that's going to kind of, yeah. you know, be something for me to check out. But f- like I say, Friday's is going to be a very, very busy morning. Yeah. And there was a late edition that came out and I'm reading the press release from image comics. Okay. And that is gonna be Friday morning, uh, October 13th, 10 45 a.m. And it's entitled Image Comics Presents the New Wave of Comic Storytelling Character and, and Talent. Okay. So on this panel, Rodney Barnes, Charles Soule. Oh, boy. Will Sniley, Ethan Sachs, and Naomi Sachs, who are the team behind A Haunted Girl. That's coming out this week. Right. And Ryan Parrott. Hey, we know him. We do know him. He's a very close friend of the show. So there's something going on there. There's not a lot of details, but that panel is definitely gotta be intrigued. Mm-hmm. And I think there's gonna be a lot of news coming out of that, especially involving Ryan, mm. because according to the press release, it's, it's not saying he's talking Rogue Son. Mm. So something new might be in the works. Miami
1: Dolphin series?
0: Ah, uh, I mean, if, that, if that's the case, uh, somebody, <laughs> you'll have to get it for me, or we'll have to find a we'll have to get a, a neutral fan to do that because uh, go Bills. But, yeah, a lot of cool things happen. Image is making a little presence known here, too. So, like I say, this is a late edition. You won't see this on the website, but definitely go check that out.
1: Uh, next up for me is at 1.45 p.m. Eastern, and that is in room 409, and this is Digimon Adventure Past and Future. Uh, so the description of this, it says, quote, Join Toei Animation for a Q&A with the producer of the original first two seasons of Digimon Adventure, followed by a special look at the upcoming new film, Digimon Adventure 02, The Beginning. Uh, Close quote. So this is super interesting just because admittedly for me, I watched the original season of Digimon when it aired on Fox Kids way back in the day, like the late 90s, early 2000s, whatever it is. And I kept up through season two. Season three is kind of where I fell off just because it was on at a weird time I wasn't able to watch. And this is before DVR was a thing mm-hmm. and before the internet is what it is. But to see it kind of have a resurgence in the last couple of years, especially with, you know, Digimon and, uh, Adventure Try and then the reimagining of the original season of Digimon, which I know is on Crunchyroll. Well, caught a couple episodes myself. Highly recommend that if you're a fan of the original series of Digimon when it aired on TV. It. It's interesting to see some of the the different choices they made from the original story to this adaptation. But to find out, you know, get a a Q&A with the producer of the original first two seasons and then find out a little bit more about the new movie, even more exciting.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So
1: Digimon definitely has got a
0: fandom behind it. So you definitely want to keep an eye out for that as well. Yeah. Uh, Speaking of fandoms, 1045 in the morning, like I say, Friday is loaded. Yeah, it is. Metropolis All-Stars. Ooh. So this is going to be centered around what's going on in the Superman line of comic books, which has been top notch. Yeah, it has since the dawn of DC Oof. returned. So, uh, expecting a lot of stories going on from the land of Metropolis, and uh, they have not listed who's going to be there. But if I had to make a guess, uh, probably wouldn't doubt a Tom Taylor. Probably wouldn't yeah. doubt a Joshua Williamson. Like I say, it's they're not listed. Phil K Johnson probably too. Yep. So like yeah. I say, there'll be there'll be a, a star studded lineup for that because obviously when you're talking Superman right now, you get, you're going to get a lot of the big names that are working the books right now. And, and like I say, the series is absolutely crushing it right now, no matter what you're picking up. Yeah. So a lot of fun stuff happening
1: there. Next up for me is at 3 PM on the main stage. And this is goosebumps, a thrilling new series for a new generation on Disney plus and Hulu. Uh, so the description of this says, quote, join the team behind goosebumps as they screen the premiere episode of the chilling new series inspired by RL Stein's worldwide best-selling books debut October thirteenth on Disney Plus and Hulu uh, from Disney Branded Television and Sony Pictures Television, Uh, and some of the guests included on this are Nicholas Stoller and then Rob Letterman. Uh, So if you obviously if you grew up in the '90s, uh, as I did, you're familiar with R.L. Stein stuff, some of the most chilling stuff when we were kids. You know, growing up, the cover scared the absolute crap out of me, and he did some fantastic work. Uh, but for, have a new uh, Goosebumps series coming back. Super excited for that.
0: Yeah, Goosebumps has definitely lasted the the, the test of time.
1: Lasted longer than I thought it would. I, I kind of had the same thought with uh, Goosebumps that I did with Pokemon after a while. I'm like, Pokemon's not surely going to last that long. Well, we're here all these years later. They're both still around.
0: Oh, it's absolutely crazy, I think. Mm-hmm. For me, going back to 11 a.m., and this is one on the Empire stage. So whenever you hear the main or Empire stages, this is the really, really big ones. Oh, yeah. Apple TV presents Monarch Legacy of Monsters based on the Monsterverse. Oh, yeah. So this is going to be talking some Godzilla. This is going to be talking – this is uh, – a property that is having a lot of hype behind it.
1: Some of the talent behind it too is I'm looking at up now because I'm blanking on who's in it, but yeah, no, there's some, there's some people attached to this.
0: Yeah. Like I say, anytime you throw the, the legacy of monsters name around, obviously Godzilla is tied to it. Yeah, and This is going to really captivate the fans. And I know this is going to be one that if you're in attendance for, you definitely want to go check out. And like I say, I, we, Rich and myself uh, who are going uh, down as press for ODPH, we're definitely going to be in attendance for this one. And, like I say, it's I expect this one to... I don't want to say sleeper right. pick, but I think this could be a sleeper pick for the one that really surprises everybody. Because mm-hmm. the MonsterVerse definitely has a, a fan base built in, but to see it now come with Apple TV... Yeah. I'm expecting big things. I well, really and es-
1: Well, and especially when... Uh coho over in japan is so protective of the property and, under, mm. and understandably, understandably still, so you yep. know as long as it's been around for them to be willing to you know branch out and try this you know take a risk on it you know kudos to them but like i said some notable people attached to the show uh kurt russell don't know if you've ever heard of him who uh, yeah exactly uh christopher Heyerdahl, uh, who you might not know the name but he was in under the banner of heaven uh hell on wheels uh for 40 episodes uh, he played uh, Thor Gunderson, uh, was on Peacemaker uh, for four episodes. He was Captain Casper Locke, and then he was also on uh, Togo. Mm. Uh, the Disney Plus, uh, I think, was a movie. Uh, and then also uh, Wyatt Russell is on. Uh, oh, it, U.S. Agent. Yeah, he's on this as well, U.S. Agent. He was in uh, 22 Jump Street, Overlord, Everybody Wants Some, and Cold in July. So there, there's some uh, pretty big names attached to
0: this. Oh, huge names. Yeah. Like I say, that's – it's. It made the Empire stage, so that's why you definitely want to go check that out. Like I say, whenever you hear it main and Empire stage, you know it's a big Mm -hmm. deal.
1: Not on the Empire stage or the main stage, but still an important panel nonetheless. Taking place at 3 p.m. on Friday in room 405. This is the Crunchyroll industry panel. Not a whole lot to this one, but you can expect some big news out of it because this says, quote, hear about all the latest and greatest anime coming out of Crunchyroll straight from the source, close quote. So if you are an anime fan, you know very well that Crunchyroll is kind of the go-to source for anime here in the the States. Yep. Uh, You know, so any of the big stuff coming out on Crunchyroll, this is where you're going to find out about it.
0: Yeah, this is definitely going to be a monster panel to go check out, Mm -hmm. especially let me just kind of lead into what I was going to talk next, and that's My Hero Academia. Yep. So that's going to be at the Empire Stage, 5 p.m. on Friday, and it's the original episode world premiere. This is going to be wild. I'm super excited to be in attendance for that. Nice. Like I say, My Hero Academia is just amazing.
1: It's on my list of things to watch. It's a long list. It's a a long one, but you know what? It's definitely worth the, the watch. Yeah. Uh, next up for me is at 6 p.m. on the main stage, and this is FX's Archer exclusive screening. Uh, so this one reads: "Quote: FX's Archer, the hit animated spy comedy, returns to the Big Apple for one last blowout celebration. Join us for a can't miss screening of never before seen footage and stay for additional surprises, including a New York Comic Con exclusive giveaway and a very special announcement." Close quote. So of course, uh, Archer returning here very shortly if it's not back already uh, for one final season. Gonna get a look at that, and who knows what else you might get. Maybe like some sort of movie? Who never know? Mm-hmm. Like, never know.
0: You never know, and that's the beauty of Khan that you might find out mm-hmm. some information concerning that. Yeah. And like I say, it's just something about the fandoms you find out about, it, especially Archer. God, that's another one that I can't believe has lasted as long as it has.
1: I admittedly, I tried watching it and like I got through a couple episodes in the first season. It wasn't for me. It's an acquired taste. Yeah.
0: You know, like there's nothing wrong with it. It's just it it really is acquired for me. Yeah.
1: That. So next up for
0: me, there's a panel that definitely caught my eye, and it, it just with the people involved, Jeff Johnson, Gary Frank, it's the Mad Ghost Building the Future. So it's about Ooh. their imprint going on twelve fifteen on Friday. A lot of comic news happening there, but the one that I and mean, then another great one too, Star Trek boldly going with IDW publishing at three p.m. Nice. If you haven't checked out the IDW stuff, they're absolutely killing it right now with their Star Trek brand. So it's going to be one to really keep an eye on. But like I say, when we're talking comics. Marvel, Amazing Spider-Man Gang War. Uh oh! So saw the cover of that. Yes, uh, we Oof. were we were very fortunate to be sent the press release for this from Marvel, and this is no joke. I understand how things have been with the Amazing Spider-Man brand since, um, <sighs> yeah, issue twenty-five. We'll just leave yeah. it. We'll leave it at that. Yeah, yeah. But it it looks like things are getting back on track to. Being the amazing Spider-Man that mm-hmm. we all know and love, mm-hmm. uh, this is going to be a panel with Nick Lowe, Zeb Wells, Greg Pak, and Erica Schultz, and they're talking literally this great new crossover that is taking place there. And like I say, if, if you're not ready for it, like a, there's <laughs> a lot of characters involved. This is yeah, gonna, this is like a throwback for me. Yeah. So I'm super excited to hear what they got to talk about Gang War, and like I say, the the art they had for it, uh, Ryan Stegman, I believe, drew it.
1: Amazing. Sutton tells me, and this is without knowing anything, someone's not going to make it out of there. They can't. Like, either alive or in one piece. Yeah. It's like, like something's going to change, and it's going to be ground-shaking.
0: And that's one great thing, because Spider-Man, if you're involved in this many heroes involved, and we're talking Cloak and Dagger, we're talking Luke Cage.
1: Well, yeah, well, and especially you look at the cover art or the promo art they put out with all of the villains on the one side, and you just you just look at the list of who's on that, that, pe- that part of the page. Mm-hmm. That's a, that's a heavy hitter's list. Absolutely. Uh, next up for me is at 6 p.m. in room 408, and this is Todd McFarland Productions Spotlight Panel. Ooh. So this one reads, quote, Editor-in-Chief Thomas Healy discusses the current slate of Spawn Universe projects, along with a few an- new announcements for the 2024 publishing schedule. Thomas, along with Spawn Universe artists Javier Fernandez, Carlo Barbieri, or uh, uh Von Randall, and more surprise guests will do a Q&A after the presentation with the Spawn fans in attendance. It is sure to be one hell of a time.
0: See what you did there. Thank you. You know what? Not wrong. Todd McFarlane?
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, need I say more? No, you really shouldn't. Like, the name itself uh, gets fans excited. Wouldn't be surprised if he shows up and talks about a certain movie he's got planned. Wait, well, link. well, you know, that's been one that has been... On the on the burner there for a while.
0: I was going to say it's it's had a lot of interest for quite some time.
1: If there's anything I know about cooking, you leave it on the burner too long, you burn them ruin the meal.
0: Yeah, but you know what? With everything connected to that, it's uh, we keep on hearing the stuff uh-huh. of legend like yeah. it's coming, it's coming. So
1: kind of like the Flash movie.
0: Yeah, exactly. So if we're gonna ever hear anything about Spawn, that's gonna be the place for it. Uh huh. And closing out for me on Friday. 4.30 p.m. Marvel Multiverse role-playing game, the official live play. So this is the brand-new RPG that yep. Marvel came out with. Yep. And if you're into RPGs, this is one to go check out. This is starting to pick up a lot of steam. I know a lot of fans are talking about it. Been a
1: while since they've done one.
0: Yeah. I mean, I remember playing the TSR game way back when. Mm-hmm. Not ashamed shame to say it, folks. I did. And I have this picked up. I just have not dabbled in it. Sure. Uh, it's on my things to do list, but uh, it's a long list. It's yeah, my list is it's growing. It's not getting shorter. So, at some point, I'll definitely check this out. But uh, as far as me playing it, but I wouldn't mind going to see this live and see how it's kind of all worked out. There's a lot of things to be said about the resurgence of RPGs too. Mm-hmm. Like I say, Dungeons and Dragons yeah, is yeah. very, very much well, ongoing, alive and well. And yeah. you know, you think about everything else for like Magic the Gathering and, yep. and you know, the the stuff that's related to it. So Dungeons and
1: Dragons critical role is going to be
0: there. Yep. Critical role is going to be there. I mean, obviously they're having a huge presence <laughs> down there to say the least. So there's a lot of big wins to be had for Friday and Thursday. Like I say, we're only halfway into the into New York Comic Con. But I think it's a good time to get a quick breakout. So hit us up on that hashtag, hashtag ODPagePod. What is your thoughts about Thursday and Friday? What panels are jumping out to you on those two days? Hit us up and let us know. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back.
1: Do you like comic books? What about movies and TV shows? Well, we may be the show for you. We're hops geek news, a weekly podcast that discusses comics, movies, and TV shows while featuring a beer of the week.
0: Every week we chat about what we messed up on the week before, and then we dive into what we're
1: reading and watching as well as some news.
0: We then wrap it up with a geek themed topic of the week.
1: You can find us anywhere. You listen to podcasts by searching hops geek news.
0: Cheers coming back for the special New York Comic-Con preview edition of the ODPH podcast. Last segment we talked about Thursday and Friday. Now let's get into Saturday, which is arguably the most stacked day of the week, and mm-hmm. Sunday to take it home, Pad.
1: Yeah, so uh, starting off for me at 1.45 p.m. on the Empire stage, this is the Star Trek Universe panel. Ooh. So the description of this is the fan-favorite Star Trek Universe returns to New York Comic-Con, featuring a special advanced screening of an all-new episode from the current season of the hit Paramount Plus original animated comedy Series, Star Trek Lower Decks. Plus more exciting reveals and surprises for Star Trek fans in attendance. So who knows what you're gonna get from this? Maybe a new show, uh, season of a show you weren't expecting. Uh who knows? But it should be exciting stuff.
0: It's definitely gonna be very, very exciting. Yeah. So definitely you want to keep an eye out for that. For me, 10 45 in the morning is gonna be a highly contested battle. Uh I would say maybe on the lines of NXT versus AEW. Possibly. <laughs> possibly, if you know, you know. Uh, we have TMNT, the next mutation of the turtle power from IDW Publishing. So everything going on with the last Ronin is in, and above and beyond is going to be talked about there at 1045. But the one that I'm, I'm, I'm giving the slight edge to just because of the impact it's made with the fans right now, and that is Skybound Entertainment and Image Comics, Transformers, and G.I. Joe, welcome to the Energon Universe. So like I say, both of these panels are great to go, but the Energon Universe, if you have not jumped on board yet, Holy smokes. Mm -hmm. Transformers, number one, by Daniel Warren Johnson, is an absolute monster. Mm. If you haven't read that, you need to go pick it up. And this is going to be highlighting the plans they have moving forward with the G.I. Joe and Transformers shared universe. Mm -hmm. With ties into, obviously, the surprise hit of the year, Void Rivals, Mm -hmm. which kicked everything off. So you're looking at a lot of the who's who of this universe. Robert Kirkman, Daniel Warren Johnson, Joshua Williamson, just to name a few. You're going to find out a lot of information about what they have planned, and it's going to be an exciting time. And like I say, they've already hit the ground running. Technically, it's like five issues in complete, Mm -hmm. and comics fans are buzzing about this. Mm -hmm. So like I say, this is probably my, as I've said numerous times, is like my one AAAA, because there's so much good stuff going on this entire weekend. But this panel is going to be one not to miss, along with the TMNT one, like I have to figure out how it can be two places at once because <laughs> it's going to be tough, but I need to figure this out. If you
1: figure that out, you'll make a lot of people happy and te- if you teach them how to do it. Yes. Uh, next up for me is at 3 p.m. Eastern uh, in room 406.1, uh, and this is Water. Earth, Fire, Air, continuing the Avatar Legacy. Uh so this one reads Abram's books, Dark Horse Comics, Nickelodeon, and Magpie Games are thrilled to treat fans to a panel worthy of the Avatar. Join publishings creators and writers of Avatar the Last Airbender and The Legend of Core for an exploration of the beloved world. Uh, so some of the folks announced for this are Faith, Aaron Hicks, James Mendez uh Mendez Hodes, and FCE. Uh notably FCE is written like f- a good number of avatar books uh no they've done at least like three with avatar kiyoshi uh at least two or three with uh avatar yanghen i think is how you say it mm-hmm. you know got a whole bunch coming out they're on my list to read i got a long list of books to read but yeah. very busy individual but definitely one to check out and uh, keep your eye out on for all things avatar announcements because hey you never know what they're gonna say
0: yeah there's gonna be a lot of things getting leaked out about that franchise movie uh-huh. before, so you definitely want to keep yours out for that yep for me, like I say, Saturday morning is going to be an absolute monster. Dark Horse Horror Hour. Uh oh. So noon, Saturday. Kyle Starks, Leah Kilpatrick, Tate Bromble, David Dushman, and Aaron Sager, and somebody by the name of Scott Snyder.
1: Nah, never
0: heard of him. Talking all things horror. Oh wait,
1: we interviewed the guy.
0: Yes, and we are going to be interviewing him sometime in the near future stay tuned if if you're a patron you already knew this so you you already had the inside scoop but for everybody else uh stay tuned dot 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 so in the meantime though if it's the perfect time of year it's horror season spooky season Yep, a lot of things going on so you can definitely go check that out and really hear some great tales like i say it's a a really star-studded panel and for it, but like i say it's just it, everything's coinciding at that mm-hmm. time so like i say when i'm saying saturday is loaded folks yeah it is it's loaded yeah
1: uh, next up for me is at 3:30 PM Eastern on the main stage. And this is meet the voice cast of final fantasy seven rebirth hosted by Matt Mercer. Uh, so this one reads quote before the highly anticipated PlayStation five exclusive final fantasy seven rebirth launches on February 29th, 2024. We invite you to spend an afternoon with the actors that lend their voices to some of the most iconic video game characters of all time, including Cody Christensen, who plays cloud strife. Uh, John Eric Bentley, who plays Barrett Wallace, Britt Barron, who plays Tifa Lockhart, Max Middleman, who plays Red 13. Uh, Susie Young, who plays Yuffie, uh, and uh, goes on to say, hosted by renowned voice actor and star of Critical Role, Matt Mercer, the all-star cast of Final Fantasy VII Rebirth will discuss what it's like to voice such recognizable characters, as well as share some can't-miss behind-the-scenes stories about creating the game. There might even be some surprise guests from Japan. Mm. Everyone that attends the panel will receive an exclusive poster featuring characters from the game.
0: Oh, you can't beat that.
1: Absolutely not. Super looking forward to this fucking game. Yeah. Just, just saying, play through the first Final Fantasy VII remake. One of my favorite games in recent memory.
0: Yeah. But the fact that video games are going to be featured in this stage. like On I say, the main stage. Yeah, that's, that's a big deal. You like, know it's a big deal. Exactly. I don't think... Unless you go to New York Comic Con, like you don't understand how big of a deal that is. So, like we're not just overselling it. This, yeah. this is a monster.
1: Usually thing. it's like actor or actress interviews, you know, reunion panels, screeners, you know, or, or like, you know, I, I know uh what was it? The the voice acting, um where they read the movie scripts. I forget. I'm blanking on the name of it right now. But like when they do that, is there. But like video, I can't remember the last time they had a video game, anything on the main stage.
0: Yeah. In Super Mario Brothers, they talked the movie. So that doesn't right, count. That right. doesn't count. Yeah. No, but for just like a straight video game. Yeah. Yeah. Next up for me, 1, 145 on Saturday, Marvel fanfare with CB Sobalski. Uh huh. So this is going to be, it's almost done in the same vein as Cup of Joe, but CB talking with some guests about. A lot of things Marvel, mm-hmm. and it's kind of a open discussion. You never know who's going to show up for it. All you know is it's going to be a great conversation, and you definitely want to go check it out because it's going to be a precursor
1: for something else, Ooh. which we'll get to in just a little bit. Uh, next up for me is at 3.30 p.m. Eastern on the Empire stage, and this is Prime Video Presents The Power of Prime. Prime. Not Optimus Prime oh. and not Prime... Uh, hydration. Uh, no, this one reads, quote, join prime video at New York comic cons empire stage where a special presentation featuring exclusive first looks and never before seen footage of returning fan favorite series and highly anticipated new series. Hmm. hmm. I wonder what that could mean.
0: Hmm. Definitely want to keep an eye out for that. Cause, yeah.
1: Uh, yeah if they're, if they're
0: talking about some new series, yeah. that's a stay tuned dot, dot, dot. If I've ever heard one. Uh huh. So definitely want to keep an eye out for that. Next up for me, 215, coming up in the multiverse. Ooh. So this is going to be more about the DC, Dawn of DC era. And with the names involved, you have an idea what we're going to be talking about. Mm -hmm. So Cy Spurrier, who is the writer of the new Flash series. Oh, yeah, yeah. Jeremy Adams, who's definitely blowing up at DC right now. Aaron Campo, uh, Cami Garcia, Tim Sheridan. Uh, and Sian Tormi mm-hmm. and a guy by the name of um, I don't know if you've heard of him Tom Taylor the, you know the name kind of rings a bell mm-hmm. so expecting a lot of Nightwing news yes. to be coming out of this panel that is my early guess at it if you're not reading Nightwing right now what's wrong with you seriously Nightwing is so good it's a reason it's won on
1: awards mm-hmm.
0: left and right so this is going to be one definitely to keep an eye out for if you're a DC fan. The Dawn of DC, I can't stress enough. If you've been turned away by DC Comics for whatever mm-hmm. reason, this has been a perfect time to jump back in. It reminds you why you like these heroes. Yeah. So.
1: Yeah. Uh, Next up for me is at 4.45 PM Eastern. This is in room 405. And this is the Naruto Shippuden panel by Viz Media. So the description of this one says, quote, put on your headbands and come celebrate Naruto's birthday with Mile Flanagan, the iconic English voice of Naruto Uzumaki. Listen to her many voice acting battle stories and discover how she found her own ninja way. Plus announcements, prizes, games, and more. Believe it. Uh, so definitely should be expecting some stuff out of this because I know there was like the it's the 20th anniversary of uh, Naruto, the original series anniversary this year. Huh. And they were supposed to have done something like with new episodes or, or something with new episodes like because the team has been on Baruto for a couple of years now and, and they haven't really done anything with Naruto because, hey, we're moving on in the story. But they were supposed to be do, like, remakes or reimaginations or something to do with Naruto that, like, got pushed back. They needed more time to work on it, something of the sort. So wouldn't be surprised if we get an announcement on that, maybe some firm dates, because this is coming from Viz Media, who are the ones behind the Naruto anime. Mm-hmm. So we may get some interesting stuff out of this one.
0: Yeah, like we said, the anime properties coming to New York Comic Con, huge, mm-hmm. huge this year. Mm-hmm. And Naruto is one of them, so yes, definitely have to keep an eye out for that. Yeah. Uh, this is a brand new one I just heard about right before we went on air. Okay. So 3 p.m. Saturday, Arcbound. Ooh. A first look with co-creators Scott Snyder, Frank Thierry, and Ryan Smallman. So this is, like I say, all the information we were talking, NewYorkComicCon.com. So this is a brand new book I have not heard anything about. But okay. knowing the names, I... <sighs> This is going to break me because I need to find out how to clone myself because of the panel I'm going to talk about next. But this is one that, I mean, obviously, you put Scott on any panel. It's uh-huh. going to be a must, must attend. He's, he's fantastic. He's the unofficial king of New York Comic Con. Right. But let alone you got him teaming up with Frank Thierry and then Ryan Smallman. And this is one that, like I say, I'm just hearing about. So... I definitely need to dive into this a little more uh-huh. and I will by the time we get to uh, next week's episode to have a little more picked out but I'm, I'm looking at all the socials right now definitely going to have to start dropping those fouls and, and deep dive into what is happening here because like I say this is one that if I wasn't too mistaken it was uh, I heard rumors of something mm-hmm. this is it so mm-hmm. definitely uh, I will admit I'm caught off guard a little bit but I will ca- definitely catch up by next week
1: Uh, And next up for me on Saturday is at 6.30 p.m. Eastern on the main stage, and this is the One Piece dub villains panel. Hmm. Good Lord, this is going to be one to attend if you are a One Piece fan, uh, because listen to this. Quote, join Crunchyroll and Toei Animation for an early One Piece dub episode premiere screening, followed by Q&A with the English dub voices for some of One Piece's most iconic villains. Panelists include... David uh, Sobolov, the English voice of Kaido. Gabe Kunda, uh, the English voice of King. Uh, David Sobolov is the English voice of Kaido in One Piece. He's also the voice of... Uh, Eplek, Battletrap, and Rhinox in Paramount tra- in Paramount's Transformers: Rise of the Beast. Okay, Volerbear in the video game League of Legends, Gorilla Grodd in CW's The Flash, Drax in Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy animated series. Uh, you'll hear David as the Centurion in Alita: Battle Angel, multiple Klingons in Star Trek Into Darkness, various creatures in Dungeons and Dragons, Honor Among Thieves, and and as one of the Reavers in Serenity. Uh, David studied acting with Sanford Meisner at the Neighborhood Playhouse. House in New York and is represented by CESD. And then Gabe Kunda is a voice actor from Dallas, Texas, celebrated for his remarkable ability to breathe life into iconic characters across various media platforms. Some of the notable roles are King in One Piece, uh, Anarius in Diablo Four, Lock Lock in My Hero Academia, and Delling in Mobile Suit Gundam: The Witch from Mercury. Uh, Beyond entertainment, Gabe has lent the voice to his voice to commercials for renowned brands like Toyota and CNN. And outside the Studio, he demonstrates his vocal talents as the bass singer for the Grammy-nominated group Kings Return. Really. Additionally, Gabe is not only deeply committed to philanthropy throughout his nonprofit organization, Light Motif Foundation, but is also in the process of creating his upcoming comic, Star Child. Uh, close quote. So this one definitely going to be something to check out because One Piece, hugely popular, hugely successful, even more so these days after the Netflix anime, uh, massive adaptation. adaptation. Yeah. A lot of folks checking out the, the uh, One Piece anime. Now. Uh, so, definitely want to check out if you are a fan.
0: Yeah, definitely don't want to miss that. And then for me, this is arguably my panel for comics for the week. I've said this all the time. I, nothing has changed going into this weekend. Marvel's next big thing, 315 Saturday. This is going to be a monster panel. So, if you're into Spider Man, you're into the Ultimates, you're into X Men, you're into Avengers, you need to be in attendance. No questions asked. C.B. Sabalski, Jed McKay, Jerry Dugan, and Jonathan Hickman Mm. are all going to be in attendance, and they're talking about the new books like The Resurrection of Magneto. They're talking about the fall of axes here. The Krakoan era Mm -hmm. is wrapping up, it seems like. So a lot of stories are happening here. The uh, Avengers Twilight, which is the new Chip Zdarsky book, and then Ultimate Spider-Man by Jonathan Hickman. Oh, boy. This has been teased. So there's going to be a lot of information coming out of this one. This is my pick of the weekend for comics. So you definitely want to make sure if you are a fan of Marvel, get to this panel 315 Saturday. Mm. So let me jump back to, though to 1215. Because I, I almost forgot about this because, like I say, Marvel is coming real heavy lineup. Skybound not to be outdone though. Uh-huh. Skybound has a really loaded lineup for Saturday. Can you believe, pad, we are going to celebrate the 20th anniversaries of the Walking Dead? Good God. An invincible comic series. Wow. So there is going to be a panel 1215 with Robert Kirkman, and that's literally the title of it Invincible and Walking Dead celebrates 20 years. Hmm. It blows my mind that we are here because you think about both of those properties and how they've just impacted pop culture. Right. And even the comic book format alone. I mean, The Walking Dead was arguably such a surprise hit out of nowhere. Right. That it overtook a lot and really transcended into pop culture where let's face it, for a couple of years it was the show on TV. Like there's always that one show. Right, right, yeah. And that was The Walking Dead. And yeah. now it still refuses to die. It still is producing out spin-off after spin-off. Still still turning out stuff. Yeah, which I mean is it's awesome to see. And then you think about Invincible and that now coming on the animated side to Amazon Prime. Yep. Uh season 2 is set to drop in November. Super excited. Yeah, it's, it's very been ex-
1: forever since season
0: 1. Yeah, very excited about that. So, but to even think about what that comic has done for modern superheroes. Yeah. I mean, I always, I always compare that with Radiant Black. Yes. For redefining what we know as the modern superhero in this day and age.
1: Well, and it's also taking, let's face it, a genre which has been around, you know, for like 100 years now. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the superhero, the superpowered individual. And, like, t- taking a, a, a genre that, like, we all know, we all love. We've all read it at some point to various degrees. But, like gone a different way with it yeah. you know where they didn't go the marvel way and they didn't go the dc way they kind of like took both ways threw them in a blender added some seasoning and some spices and came out with something admittedly very good
0: oh yeah completely caught everybody off guard and and to think about like the impact that's left yeah I think that's the one thing when you talk about you know books these days and and in characters and heroes to see what is left Is always astonishing, Mm -hmm. and the legacy they leave behind. Because I know when creators are, you know, getting into this mind frame, I don't think anybody ever thinks like that long term. Like it's gonna go last the test of time, right? Yet here we are, and it's such an amazing feat to see that you just have to stand back and and acknowledge it. Mm -hmm. Like it's just it's very cool. So like that is gonna be one definitely keep an eye out for. Also on Saturday, 4.30 p.m., Gotham City Confidential. So that's the more Batman-centric panel. Uh Always a fun time. It's one of my favorite ones to go to, so I definitely highly recommend that. At the main stage, though, 5 p.m., Scott Pilgrim takes off. So this is with the series creators Brian Lee O'Malley and Ben David Grabinski. So this is about the upcoming Netflix series. And if you know anything about uh, pop culture... You know, Scott Pilgrim is definitely a very unique fandom there. Great movie. Yeah. But the fact that it's now going to be transitioning to a new Netflix show. Great video game, too.
1: If you haven't seen that, pick that up.
0: Yeah, that's definitely worthwhile picking up. So, like I say, those are great for Saturday. But we'd be reminisced if we did not mention about a a massive one. Mm. A gigantic one. Mm. 6 Mm p.m. Saturday night. Nerd Initiative presents Mastering the World of Makeup Design, featuring Oscar-winning makeup artist John Calione Jr. So in this panel, you are going to have... I'm just gonna read the description because I, I feel if I don't do it, I'm not gonna do enough justice. Jump into the world of makeup and character building as Academy and Emmy Award winning John Callion Jr., Oscar for Dick Tracy, Emmy for Angels in America, the artist that helped bring Heath Ledger's Joker to life. Oh, showed, shit. shows off his craft with a cosplay demonstration that shares stories from first hand experience working on the movies and shows we love. Sponsored by Mayron Makeup, the leader of professional cosplay stage and screen makeup. End quote. All from New York Comic Con.com. So this is going to be huge. That's cool. Yep. We're going to have uh, Michael Rothman, Mr. Marvelite, and our good friend, uh, Cell Phone Wallet Keys himself, Mickey Smith, in the okay. building. Okay. And, uh, yeah, there's some surprises going on. It's the Nerd Initiative team doing it. Uh, I will definitely be in attendance for this. And it's this is going to be a fun panel. Like I'm, I'm super excited to see it.
1: The brand is taking off. Allegedly, the uh, Marvel suits will be there to escort anyone out if they try causing any trouble. Yep, allegedly,
0: allegedly, allegedly. So, uh,
1: <laughs> if you know the Marvel suits, you know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm.
0: Yes, they, they they are rumored to be in attendance. Rumored, rumored. But this is gonna be a fun panel. I'm super excited to see the team blow up like this, and really, this is like I think the third major con that they've had a panel for. Nice. Not saying next year we're going to have a live turn of page, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, throwing that in the karma, but still. uh, This is going to be a great panel to go see, and a great way to cap off Saturday night, too, because like I say, Saturday is so loaded. I mean, throughout the day, and I know I've missed a couple other panels, but honest to God, man, like where do you go wrong? Like That is so loaded, I don't even know how you're going to find time to do anything else that day. Just saying. And then we transition to Sunday pad. Yeah. And what you got kicking off for you?
1: Uh, kicking off for me on Sunday is at one fifteen PM on the Empire Stage, and this is Disney Plus original series Percy Jackson and the Olympians sneak peek. Uh, so this reads quote: The highly anticipated Disney Plus original series makes its debut at New York Comic Con with an exclusive sneak peek. Based on the best selling book by award winning author Rick Riordan, uh, Percy Jackson and the Olympians tells the fantastical story of a twelve year old modern demigod. Percy Jackson, who's just coming to terms with his newfound divine powers. When the sky god Zeus accuses him of stealing his master lightning bolt, Percy sets off on an adventure of a lifetime with his friends Grover and Annabeth to find it and restore order to Olympus Percy Jackson's and the Olympians will debut with a two episode premiere on December 20th on Disney plus, uh, from Disney branded television and 20th uh, television. So this show, admittedly, I've, I know they did a movie and I know the, the first movie did moderately well and the second one. And eh, not so much. Um, but I know the book series is super popular and I think they've even got a new book coming out here in the near future, but the, the cast of this show is absolutely fucking bonkers because Mm. you've got walker scoble playing uh percy jackson uh he was young adam in the adam project most notably also in this show just just some of the names because i don't have time to go through all of them uh but playing the title role of or playing the role of zeus the late the great lance reddick oh nice uh, 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 who you know from uh was in the john wick franchise Mm -hmm. uh played silence in the Horizon. Uh, Zero Dawn and Forbidden West games, among right, a whole host right. of other things. Fantastic actor. Yes. uh You know, also in the show, playing the role of Ares. Some dude, you think you know him, Adam Copeland. Oh. Formerly known as Edge in the WWE. He's playing the role of Ares. He is in this show. Uh, also in the show, uh, playing the role of Poseidon, that is the god the god of water. Uh, to a gentleman by the name of Toby Stevens. Uh, you might know him. He was in 13 Hours. Hunter Keller, he was also in uh, one of the James Bond movies. He was Gustav Graves in Die Another Day. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was the one of the main villains in that film. Uh, you've also got a gentleman by the name of Timothy... Uh, あ。uh, O-M-U-N-D-S-O-N. He's playing Hephaestus. Uh, you might know this individual. He was in uh, Mission Impossible 3, was on the TV show Psych for 120 episodes. Uh, he was also in Starship Troopers and he was also in Judging Amy. So he is in the show as well. And also you have got a, a woman by the name of Jessica Parker Kennedy. She is playing the role of Medusa. Uh, you might know her most recently as Nora West Allen from the Flash oh, TV okay, series. okay, okay. She is in the show as well. And then you also have a, uh, a woman by the name of Virginia Cull. She is playing Sally Jackson. You might know her from shows such as she was in uh, Big Little Lies, Boardwalk Empire, The Looming Tower, and she was also in the reboot or remake, whatever you want to call it, of Twin Peaks. A lot of, lot of cast in this show. Looks super interesting. Very star-studded cast. Uh, star-studded cast. Like I said, comes out December 20th. But super interested to see what comes out of this panel. Oh,
0: absolutely. For me, on Sunday, uh, there is a panel that, when I read who is going to be in attendance for this, I uh-huh. immediately said, oh, I know what this is about, and I definitely am trying to make it, but uh, Sunday is going to be a very tight day for me personally. And this is behind the comics page with Scott Snyder and company. Uh-oh. So this is – I'm just going to read the cast, and then this should tip off a lot of people. Scott Snyder, his son Jack Snyder. Valeria Fevcosia, mm-hmm. and Tula Lote. Mm. So on this panel, three of those names are tied to a great new book that is out today on Comixology Originals entitled By a Thread. Nice. I imagine they're going to be talking about that book here. And if you have not picked it up yet, seriously, after the show, go right over to Comixology Originals and go get this. Um, it's a fantastic book. The review is up right now at odphpodcast.com and nerdinitiative.com. Tula Lote though, being there, they're going to be talking some Barnstormers, which, if everybody knows, is obviously such a fantastic series. This is going to be a really cool panel, and especially they're deep diving into you know the behind the scenes of both books. Uh-huh. Super excited for this. So, like I say, I can't recommend this one enough for Sunday if you're going to be in attendance.
1: Uh, and then uh, for me on Sunday, my, I can't believe this got pushed back to Sunday. A little, little offended by this. Yeah. Uh, but hey, it's still happening. It's my favorite panel of the entire weekend. Lucasfilm Publishing, Stories from a Galaxy Far, Far Away. Uh, this is taking place at 1.30 p.m. Eastern in Room 1, B02. And this is the panel, if you are a Star Wars fan and a fan of Star Wars books, you have to attend. Mm-hmm. You never know what's going to happen at this panel. Uh, the one year I went, Timothy Zahn, sh- uh, Timothy Zahn showed up and uh, announced a... Uh, a new, new throne book. Yeah. Well, out Well, he's like, oh, so they're going down the list. I'm like, Oh, what are you working on? And he goes, Oh, well, I, I just turned in a uh, first draft for a new throne novel. And the price went bonkers. Uh, the description of this one though, reads from the days of the glorious high Republic to the age of rebellion, to the time of the fearsome first order. Join some of Lucasfilm publishing's all-star authors, including Megan Cruz, Claudia gray, John Jackson, Miller, Charles Soule, and E.K. Johnst- Johnston, as they discuss stories from throughout the entire Star Wars saga, including reveals, announcements, special guests, and sneak peeks. Uh, moderated by Lucasfilm Publishing creative director Michael Siglin. Uh, so in case you aren't familiar, obviously Charles Soule writes like every Star Wars comic these days. Fantastic work. Can't recommend it enough. Uh, Claudia Gray has worked on some stuff such as Star Wars Lost Stars, which is a fucking amazing book if you haven't read it yes came out in 2015 uh, set during the original trilogy young adult book but not young at all by any stretch of the imagination also did some work with the High Republic uh, she uh, she wrote Star Wars the High Republic into the dark and also Star Wars the High Republic of the Fallen Star uh, E.K. Johnson wrote the Ahsoka novel along with uh, Queen's Shadow, Queen's Peril, Queen's Hope, and the Crimson Climb. So definitely get give some of those a read. And then John Jackson Miller worked on some of the, not so much recent stuff, which, hey, he's there. He might be writing something new. Uh, worked on some of the uh, Star Wars stuff. He did some comics for Knights of the Old Republic, uh, Knight Errant, Lost Tribe of the Sith. He also did Star Wars Kenobi, uh, which a lot of people consider like the prequel unofficial, you know, inspiration for the Kenobis series Mm. uh he also did the lost tribe of the sith short stories uh back in 2012 he also worked on star wars and new dawn and star wars the living Uh, he's got the new one star wars the living force coming out in 2024 so if you are a star wars fan go to this panel you will thank me later
0: absolutely no this is always one that's a highlighter of the weekend and anything star wars you know is going to be absolute money so this is going to be one to definitely check out yes uh, Sunday, one thirty p.m. for me. Remembering John Romita. Oh. so reading the clip right from NewYorkComicCon.com. Marvel artist John Romita Sr. was instrumental in the creation of Marvel characters, including the Kingpin and Mary Jane Watson, and oversaw the design and introduction of Wolverine, the Punisher, Luke Cage, and many, many more. Join friends and colleagues as they remember one of the greatest legends in comics history. So this is definitely going to be one to check out. Like I say, John Romita Jr. or Senior rather is and like a le- is a legend, yeah, bona fide legend. In yes. The business. John Romita Jr. is one as well. And, you know, like I say, knowing when you see their work is mm-hmm. just how influential they, you know, both are. But, I mean, especially John Romita Sr. Yes. Just defined what Marvel was for so long. This is going to be an absolute must-attend panel. So, if you are in New York City on Sunday for the, the con, you definitely want to keep that one out. Like I say, you're going to hear a lot of great stories. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like remembering one of the legends in, in, in yeah. comics, like I say, can't stress that enough, man. One of the greats, absolutely. Also on Sunday is Marvel's Women of Marvel Ooh. panel. So this is one that is always a great conversation. The Women of Marvel return to New York, join Ellie Pyle, Gr- Jennifer Grenwald, and some more of Marvel's mightiest women as they share what it's like for women to working in the industry today, while teasing what's next in the Marvel's stunning slate of women led projects. Don't miss the always lively discussion. Be sure to stick around for the exclusive giveaway at the end. Straight from NewYorkComicCon.com. So, like I say, it's a great panel to go to. So, if like I say, back-to-back back on Sundays. Like they really loaded up Sunday. you usually, yeah. usually it's like Sunday. Sunday's a quiet day. It's like for the kids. Yeah, Sunday is always the quiet day, and it's the getaway day. But this one, definitely not the case here. So you definitely have a lot to go for. And then my last one on Sunday, though. Invincible bringing Adam Eve to video games. Ooh. So this is one that I uh, just reading the right from New York comic Join Jill Murray, Rossi Gifford, Mike Rogers, Mary Araz and Lauren Lemon, as they discuss how they created the upcoming video game. Invincible presents Adam Eve Learn from veterans in the video game industry of how they approach the creative direction, narrative and design and art direction to adapt a beloved comic book and animated series to the video game format. Great way to cap off Sunday, too. Like I said, there's a lot more panels going on, too. Sunday is a half day if anybody's not familiar with. So you really kind of have to pick and choose what you're going to for that. But, I mean, overall, a lot of stuff that's a big win. Yeah, I mean, Pat, what's jumping out to you? This is like you like if you have to go. This is one panel you got to go to.
1: For me, it's it's the Dragon Ball Dragon Ball panel, just because Dragon Ball has been you know a part of my fandom and and my life for about as long as as Star Wars has. You know, Star Wars for me started in '97 when they re released the films in theaters, and Dragon Ball was around that same time. You know, airing on. We I know I remember it aired weekday mornings on one of the random low number channels we had here locally. And I remember like first turning it on going, What in the world is this? and being hooked almost immediately. So, you know, the and, and, and it's been quiet lately. You know, mm-hmm. Dragon Ball Super, you know, while the anime while well, the dub finished just a couple of years ago. The, the original, like, I watched it, you know, I'm not trying to say, I don't know how many money, but, like, I watched it when it was releasing on Crunchyroll at 9 p.m. on Saturday and breaking Crunchyroll on a weekly basis. You know, they're back, in the, back in those days, you had to watch the episode on PC because your phone or your tablet or your TV would not load it. Mm-hmm. You know, you needed to go PC, you know. But, like, I remember watching it when it was coming out, airing, like, as soon as it finished airing in Japan. Yeah. You know, so, and that was back in 2015, 2016. So the this, this series has been, you know, for the official canon stuff, has been quiet. For a number of years now, and they've had the movies. They had Broly, which came out, and they had a Super Dragon Ball Super, superhero, which, which also came out. But, like, you've got the manga that's ongoing, but in terms of, like, the stuff on screen, it's been quiet. So to find out what's going to come next from that franchise and keep it going and keep it going forward, I'm super excited to find out what it is and when I can watch it.
0: No, that's a great pick, pad. Uh For me, I'm kind of torn because... Uh, Just for the overall weekend, the My Hero Academia one is jumping out to me. I'm super excited to go check that out. But, I mean, the comics one, as I've said multiple times, is like 1A, 1AA, 1AAA. There really isn't a bad one. There's no bad panels, period. Right. But if I have to choose one, like I really have to say, like, this is my go-to, is Marvel's next big thing. I think there's going to be so much information coming out of this one. That if you're a comic fan, you need to be in attendance for it, or you need to be locked in on social media because not saying this is like the Hall H moment for right, comics, but right. there's a lot that's coming. So this is a super exciting time to be a, a fan. And like I say, if you're going to the Javits this weekend, be a fan, be respectful, enjoy learning about everybody's fandoms as you're standing in line. Talk with some, you know, fellow fans of like, you know, if you say See a Star Wars fan, go talk to them about Star Wars. You see about Marvel, talk Marvel, talk DC, talk Lord of the Rings, talk Harry Potter, talk whatever. Because that's how you build those friendships. And those are the ones that last. And that's the whole thing about con. Celebrating your fandoms, thanking the creators. Go buy some merch. Go to Artist Alley. Go meet some new creators. Do something to just celebrate your fandom and be you know, be loud and don't back down from it. Cause like I say, this is the best time of year to go and pop culture is going to get shut down on the weekend. So, like I said, from October 12th to the 15th, NewYorkComicCon.com for more information on that. And, obviously, hit us up on that hashtag, hashtag ODPagePod. What's your thoughts about New York Comic Con? What panels are jumping out to you? And remember, if you're down at the Javits this weekend, Rich from 3FN and myself will be walking around. So, definitely pop over, say, hey, we'll have some swag to hand out, and uh, we'll kind of go from there and start that conversation. That being said, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Hi, guys. This is Mac Room. I'm the writer of
1: Inferno Red, and you're listening to the ODPH Podcast.
0: Coming back for the final segment on this edition of the ODPH Podcast, Pad, what we got?
1: got a couple things to talk about. Uh, the first is some Star Wars news and some Star Wars audiobook news, because this is super exciting and interesting, if all things considered. Uh, so this is coming from the folks over at uh, Del Rey Books, uh, the folks who are make and publish while well, they publish the Star Wars books. Uh, but this is news about the Essential Legends audiobooks. Hmm. Uh, so they said, quote, when we launched the Ascent Star Wars Essential Legends Collection, one of the exciting things about the initiative was being able to create new audio editions for many of these books, some of which only had abridged versions or none at all. Recently, recently we had to pause on creating these new audio editions, but we know how important these editions are to our readers, and always intended to return to making them. We appreciate all of your patience and interest and we're pleased to announce the new Essential Legends audio editions are back in development, starting with some titles that we missed over the last year. Below is a list of the titles and when you can expect them to be on sale. These books will be up for pre-order from your favorite audiobook sellers soon. Close quote. So, so essential legends is essentially taking the old star Wars books before Disney bought them. And it's like, Hey, these are the important stories because there's a whole lot of books that came out in the entire history of star Wars, but these are the important ones. These are the essentials that like, if you want to go back and read some of these ones, these are the ones you should do. And what, and like what they said, some of these didn't even get an audiobook uh adaptation and the ones that did got Abridged because egregiously, I would say a lot of Star Wars books back in the day were abridged. So Mm -hmm. instead of being like 12, 13, 14 hour listens, it's a lot of stuff cut out. They're like, oh, this isn't important for you to hear. We're just going to cut this. It really didn't. They really didn't start doing like full blown, uh, unabridged uh, audio productions until like the 2009 when they did the Fate of the Jedi series. Mm. A lot of other stuff was just abridged. and, And like, I remember there was one during the new Jedi Order series when uh you know coruscant gets invaded and taken over like the whole sequence is just cut out they're yeah. so, like when the when the capital planet of the entire galaxy gets taken over well, you know we're just going to cut this mm-hmm. so some of the books that are going to be coming out for this are outbound flight star wars legends by, by Timothy Zahn read by Mark Thompson that's going to be coming out this December uh, on the 19th specifically And then you've got uh, Star Wars Survivor's Quests, also by Timothy Zahn, read by Mark Thompson, coming out the same day, December 19th. Uh, Then you've got by Dave uh, Wolverton, The Courtship of Princess Leia. Uh, That one is going to be read by January Lavoie, coming out on uh, January 23rd of next year. You've got Yoda, Dark uh, Rendezvous, uh, which was written by Sean Stewart. That's going to be read by Jonathan Davis. And then you've got one of the favorite books of a lot of Star Wars fans, if you've read the Star Wars books over the years. Uh, it's uh, it's I Jedi, written by Michael A. Stackpole, read by Mark Thompson. That one's going to be coming out on March 12th of next year. Uh, the post on readstarwars.com goes on to say, "Quote: As we move into 2024, we have several more releases planned in the Essential Legends Collection. We expect to be back to sign Simultaneously releasing new audio editions for many of the Essential Legends books with new paperback editions. Look forward to more announcements about those titles in the future. May the force be with you. Close quote. So super exciting stuff over from those folks.
0: Oh, absolutely. Yeah, definitely want to check that stuff out. Uh,
1: and then we've got to talk about some uh, DC news and some DCU news. Uh, and reading from an article on IGN.com. Uh, says the headline says James Gunn's DCU reportedly won't see any Justice League stars reprise their roles. <gasps> I know the sky's falling. Uh, the article goes on to say, quote, we knew James Gunn and Peter Safran's reimagining of the DC extended universe was going to be a shakeup. But now we're really starting to see how it's going to shake up. None of the Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice or Justice League stars. Yes, that means Ben Affleck, Henry Cavill, Gal Gadot, Ezra Miller or Jason Momoa, Will reprise their roles in the new DC Universe as Gunn and Safran reboot the studio according to a report from Variety. As of now, we've already got our replacement for Henry Cavill's Superman, but the most of the Uh, but the most of the other characters are up in the air. David Cornsweat, who is best known for his work in Ty West's Pearl and Ryan Murphy's Hollywood series for Netflix, will be taking over as Superman alongside Rachel uh, Brosnahan as Lois Lane for Gunn's 2025 film Superman Legacy back in June. That said, we we might know a little bit about Aquaman stars Momoa's future in Gunn's overall vision. Though the actor has thus far only played Aquaman within the comic landscapes, he is reportedly in talks to play Lobo as the, Let's go. as the DCU changes hand. Let's go. The actor has been rumored to be playing the somewhat villainous character for some time now, but what's new in today's reporting is that he's being eyed to, cha- to play the character either in Superman Legacy, which will kick off Gun's DCU on the big screen in 2025, or in a standalone film. Lobo is a fan favorite, uh, an alien from the planet uh, uh, Cezarnia, and a fierce bounty hunter who, despite killing all the other inhabitants of his world, actually has a bit of a good heart. Today's news is also a little discouraging, however, for fans of Godot's Wonder Woman, whose future has been unclear. In August, Godot claimed that Wonder Woman 3, which was previously in the works but fell apart, would be coming under Gunn and Safran's revamp after all. Later that month, Variety reported that Wonder Woman 3 wasn't actually in development, although that didn't count out Godot appearing as the character in other movies and TV shows. In the meantime, a couple of other actors will also keep their parts in Gunn's new turn. Viola Davis, who was featured as squad boss Amanda Waller in both the recent Suicide Squad attempts, will continue her role in next year's Max series Waller, which was previously confirmed. According to Variety, she may even reprise her role yet again in the upcoming Superman project. Actor-wrestler John Cena will also return to lead lead Peacemaker, the Max series, whose second season is currently being written by Gunn. Gunn also recently clarified that Zolo uh, Marduana will continue playing Blue Beetle in some capacity. All in all, it seems like Gunn and Safran mean business when they when it comes to turning over a new page in the comic uh, for DC Films, DC's film legacy. Let's see if these upcoming castings prove to be in support of a bright brighter future, close quote.
0: Well, one not super shocked. Nope. They're cleaning house, much yeah. much like any new business owner does. They take a look at what's working what's not and they want to start a clean slate. And I mean, let's face it. They rem- need to clean house. Removing the Snyderverse leftovers uh-huh. is not the bad uh, bad take to do. However, the Gail Godot one is interesting.
1: It's uh, a little surprising.
0: That one is a little surprising, so I would say stay tuned until they announce a Wonder Woman project right. to get... Uh, f- final clarification because I think that that one could go back and forth for
1: just reasons. Yeah, it could. I feel bad for the crew that worked on the Aquaman movie because that movie's not come out yet. That movie's going to come out in December, I think it is. Yep. And that's that's going to kill it at the box office. Well, and and you, I don't mean that in a good way.
0: No, but I think at this point too... Aquaman was already having an uphill battle.
1: Yeah, there, there's a whole other story from Variety, which we're not going to get into here. Right. That's a whole other ball of wax you can read on your own time. But uh, Troubled is what I would say. Yes. Yeah,
0: so I think, unfortunately, that project has been doomed yeah. for quite some time.
1: Yeah. Uh, the one thing I did read was it went through multiple reshoots. It's gotten at least three different cuts. There was the original cut they tested, which didn't test well with the audiences. So they, they retest. They recut it tested it again didn't do well a second time so now there's a third cut it that's it, it yeah not good
0: well i think now in this day and age i think gunn is going to be very smart about mm-hmm. um yeah his whatever vision he wants to do and the one thing is the aquaman that jason momoa played was a was a different interpretation that we've seen yeah yeah, but it, he's more fitted for Lobo yeah. than anybody realizes. He, yeah, I, I believe he owns every single issue known to man of Lobo.
1: According to him, yes. Which I don't doubt. I'm not going to doubt him. He could kick my ass, right?
0: But I think that he can definitely pull that. Yeah, off. no, but he could. Yeah, that's more suited yeah. towards yeah. him. And then, I think with
1: Aquaman, I we, en- I enjoyed his Aquaman. Movie.
0: Oh, it, it's fun. You but, know,
1: I remember going to see it. And I remember enjoying it. But admittedly, I think I own it on Blu-ray. I'd have to go. I'd have to go home and check. I don't think I've I've watched it since I saw it in theaters just because I haven't had the urge. It's nothing against. No, you know, the the right home about right. But there was no moment in that movie where I'm like, oh, I want to see that scene again or I want to experience this this again. You know, it, it's just, it was good. I enjoyed it. But it, it, it falls in that category of, like, it was good. I enjoyed it. Do I necessarily need to see it again? No, eh, not really. I've seen it on TV, and I've caught a scene or two. Mm. But have I sat down on, like, a on like a Saturday afternoon, Sunday afternoon, or what have you, and been like, you know what? i got a couple free hours. I'm going to sit down. I'm going to watch this movie because it's on TV, and I haven't seen it in a while. No.
0: Yeah, no, I agree with you there. So I think what Gunn is doing, I trust the process with him. And, mm-hmm. and the Gal Gadot one is the only one that I thought yeah. was really a curveball. Yeah. Amanda Waller staying is... That perfect casting. Perfect casting. John Cena, of course. Yeah. He's in his movie, The Suicide Squad. So it makes sense for him to stay. Yeah. And Blue Beetle, yeah, I mean, t- to keep um, the actor there. Yeah. That's perfectly fine. I'm blanking on his name. Uh, Yolo. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I, I think that um, that would be... The perfect casting. Haven't gotten around
1: to seeing it yet, but I heard he did a very good job. He was very good in it. Yeah, Yeah. Zolo was good,
0: very, very good in the movie. Like I say, for what it was, it's meant to be fun. It's like if you like Shazam, you'll like that Shazam one, not Shazam two. But I'm saying you'll, it has that good vibe to it. So, so that being said, we'll have to kind of wait and see how it plays out. But like I say, I'm not super shocked by any of the casting here, right? Or the announcements here. And if you're going to start clean, you have to start clean. And as much as fans don't want to give up the Snyderverse, like, listen, I'm sorry, it's done. Nothing else you can say yeah. about that. It is what it is. Yep. So before we go into the comic picks of the week, we do have to give a quick recap about a certain show that returned mm-hmm. to Disney+. Plus. Mm-hmm. And it would have been the lead segment, but a New York Comic Con takes precedent over that this is true and
1: pad what decided to return this week that would be uh season two of the marvel cinematic universe show loki
0: yeah so we will give our quick spoiler-free statements on this and obviously next week we'll be taking a deeper dive in with episode two as well but this one entitled Ouroboros. burrows mm-hmm. uh what is your spoiler-free statement
1: it was okay i mean i was happy to see it back and i enjoyed the kind of like we're going to start the episode and we're going to start the season by like zero to 60 in like a half a second. Yeah. Because it really didn't feel like you had a moment to like take a step back and breathe until three quarters of the way through the episode. Mm-hmm. You know, so I enjoy kind of the pacing and I enjoy the kind of like, we're going to go breakneck speed here. And it was fun to be back. And it was interesting to see what, what was going on because it was such a cliffhanger and such an, Oh my God moment that, it was good to see it back but it all it admittedly felt like an epilogue to the previous book i agree that like i expected it but like i still and i still got it but like i i'm not sure what i was expecting but this just to me felt like an epilogue added on to the end of a book that like you could have given this to me at the last half of the season but you cut it off you put it into the beginning half of of this season and to me it feels like the show really hasn't started yet you know, it just feels like, hey, we, we know that the previous season, uh, looking it up here, the previous season ended on July uh, 14th of 2021. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's been, you know, a little over two years since we've seen the show. And, and admittedly, I, I don't know what the return watch rates are on this show. I haven't seen season one since the original year. So like, I, admittedly, it was good to kind of like take things slow, but I expected more. Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, I think... Th- <laughs> I
0: want—I don't want to say underwhelming, but I think it was just kind of did not hit the full potential, right? I, th- I do agree with you. I think this was a perfect epilogue for season one, yeah. And they didn't really do anything to really progress the story. It kind of—I I hate saying the word filler, but that's kind of the vibe I got from it a
1: little, right?
0: Bit. And it's nothing against the acting. Tom Hilson did a great job reprising the role, and it's yeah, just, yeah. But the, but the problem ultimately relies on the villain you have chosen to lead this series, and that's um, Kang, yeah, and. Anytime you dabble in the world of time travel, it's going to get messy. It's going to get weird. Mm Mm-hmm. Doctor Who even struggles to pull this off completely, in yeah. my opinion.
1: Yeah, I mean, for me, the best part of the episode was uh, Ki-Hue Kwan yeah. as Ob. I love him as an actor. Yeah, so he was great. He was the best part of the episode for me.
0: Yeah, he was great in his role, but I think they didn't really do anything crazy to really progress anything. And, like I say, it, it felt right. like an epilogue. Right. And I'm waiting to see what episode two does. Right. Um, Because, like I say, with only six episodes, they gotta make some ground up quickly.
1: I mean, and without looking at, like, numbers or anything like that, you can kind of tell how the episode was received just in kind of, like, the social media talk in the time after we're like i know most people were talking about you know oh how hulk didn't understand the rules of time travel because the rules of time travel in this uh show are different than what happened in endgame and now we're talking about you know what happened with the poster and ai and all this other stuff yeah kind of tells you how it was received
0: exactly so the only promise was the end scene credits which if you know the comics Mm -hmm. of recent years you understand at least a possibility where they could be going. So uh-huh. like I took that away as a great win. But overall, I mean, it's it was okay. Right. I think that's the nicest way I can put it. We'll have to see what they do next week. Yes. But uh, I think they gotta make up some ground because like I say, it just it didn't come in with that season premiere punch that we know with Disney plus shows in the MCU. Yes.
1: So that being said, Pad, let's talk some comics before we head on out of here. Yeah, I got a couple to talk about, uh, all from the world of Marvel and the folks at Marvel. Uh, The first one, you've got Star Wars Dark Droids, issue number three. Uh, This one from Charles Soule, and it reads, The Scourge descends on Mustafar, a dark droid's tie-in. For the evil intelligence taking over droids across the galaxy, there is no greater prize than the Force. And who better to steal it from than a being who is more machine than man? Darth Vader. Hmm. Oh, boy. Uh, then you got from the folks over at uh, Marvel uh, superior Spider-Man returns issue. Number one from Dan slot. Uh, the uh, caption of this one reads superior Spider-Man web slings. Again, the spider man the spider team that redefined the amazing Spider-Man returns to celebrate the 10 year anniversary of the most monumental and shocking Spidey story in a generation. Dan slot, Ryan Stegman, Mark Bagley, uh, Giuseppe, Kim and Coley, Humberto Ramos, Peter Parker, Doc Ock, together again for a Spider-Man story superior to all others. I
0: see what you did there. Thank
1: you. Uh, And then lastly, and certainly not leastly because the cover of this one, holy fucking That looks dope. Holy shit. Uh, Amazing Spider-Man issue number 35 from Zeb Wells. Uh, On the cover, you have a goblin of some sorts on a glider of some sorts, but it's not just any goblin. The goblin is wearing Spider-Man out the Spider-Man costume. Hmm. Uh, complete with the logo. Uh, he's got a pumpkin bomb and webs going behind him. And the description of this is real simple. This sets up the next 24 issues of Amazing Spider-Man. Do not miss this. Close quote. Well. The cover of this is fucking The bonkers. cover is amazing. I kind of want the cover as like a poster so I can frame
0: it. I was going to say, that looks like Jr. Yeah. And it looks fantastic. It, too, is, the it is.
1: Cover art is John Romina.
0: Oh man, that that cover looks covers freaky. really good. Absolutely fantastic. Uh, on my end, Comicsology originals. I kind of teased this a little earlier. By a thread is out. Number one, uh, Scott and Jack Snyder are teaming up. It's uh, Jack's comic writing debut. Hey, so father son duo are teaming up for this. Valerie Favacosia is on the art, and this book is just freaking fantastic. If you like a little uh, adventure, it has like a almost like an, an like an anime style RPG mm-hmm. kind of vibe to it. I kind of compared it a little bit to Battle Chasers when I was first talking about mm. it. A little, a little bit, a little bit. It okay. kind of has a feel like that. Okay. But it's very well done, and the art will absolutely blow you away. And there's a lot of wind to be had here. The story is just getting started. They and I think it's a phenomenal job. Like I say, top to bottom. And like I, I mentioned earlier, uh, we should be talking to Scott and uh, possibly
1: some more people about mm, this book. Wink, wink, and not judge.
0: Yep. Uh, just dates have to be finalized. But uh, we are very optimistic because uh, all parties involved want to do some business to talk. So yeah, uh, yeah. stay tuned. Dot, dot, dot. Uh, On the DC side of things, Batman and Robin number two. So nice. this is a book that definitely has won me over. I absolutely think the series is making some huge strides. Joshua Williamson, Simone D. Miel, and my God, man, the artwork in this is just insane. I, like, I'm just, I'm blown away every time I see this mm-hmm. the cover I'm showing Pad right now. Ooh, very nice. Like I say, the story going on here, definitely intriguing. It's a little separate from the Gotham War, but it still kind of is connected to. So if you're looking for something else, they're doing a really fun job mm-hmm. about playing off the father-son dynamic between Damien and Bruce. So I definitely dig that one. Another book that I did not get a chance to review just yet, but stay tuned for Nerd Initiative on that. Fingers crossed. Is City of Madness by Christian Ward. And this book is absolutely, looks amazing. Mm -hmm. So this one has got a lot of hype behind it. It's not your average Batman story. We'll just put it that way. So a lot of great things to be had with that. On the Marvel side of things, there is a book that I have been hyping for a while. I'm absolutely like, Put this in my hands right now. Uh huh. Cap Wolf and the Howling Commando. Oh
1: shit! I forgot about this.
0: It's coming out Wednesday. Oh boy, this looks absolutely bananas, this, and I'm here for it. This is
1: the wildest thing I can think of that Marvel's done in a while, and I'm excited for it.
0: Well, considering the creative team behind it, it means Stephanie Phillips. Yep, yep. Enough said. Like I, I mean, I could do the Paul Heyman intro, but I'm waiting for a special occasion to do that. It's stuffing Phillips. So you just pick it up. It's going to be fantastic. Mm-hmm. And Carlos Manuel's artwork in this is uh, will blow you away. Mm-hmm. So trust me when I say this book has got to be on your radars for New Comic Book Day. No questions asked. And to flip Cap Wolf, who, I mean, doing some research on this, the last time we saw him was 1992. The, well, he debuted in 1992 in the comics with the late Mark Grenwald's run of Captain America. To see how they're going to do this story is going to be absolutely mind-blowing. I am super, 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 super excited to check this out on New Comic Book Day, and I'm going to tell you right now, you all need to go get this book. It's just the creative team alone, if that doesn't get you excited to pick this book up, I you go check your pulse. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, I'm being dead-ass serious about this. They are going to absolutely blow some people away with this, and I am going to be all here for it because, yeah – just the stuff I've seen from it. Absolutely. crazy, just crazy, amazing, blah, blah, blah. It's just, I could go on and on and gush about it, but still got one more book to talk about. And that's house of slaughter 18. So the anthologies companion series to something is killing children is picking up some steam. This is a fantastic series. The story is definitely really not what you're expecting, but I'm loving what I'm seeing coming out of the story. Mm-hmm. And like I say, it's all self-contained books. So, As long as you jump into the first part, you won't be thrown off. This is a great thing to get into the Something is Killing the Children universe. You definitely want to keep your eyes out for that. There's so many other great books to pick from this week. Like I say, Boom Studios has a monster lineup in in store. Image Comics has a big lineup as well. Ah. Dark Horse, they got some great books coming out this week. IDW. The list goes on and on, and if you need your comic book recommendations, the Nerd Initiative bullpen is kicking that off at 9 o'clock in the morning with the review of Midlife from Image Comics. Uh That's going to set the pace for the rest of the day. It's a joint review from myself, Marty Stoked, and Matt from Hopskeek's News. So if you want to find out about that, nerdinitiative.com kicking off at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. So definitely make sure you swing on over and check that out. Every hour on the hour, a new review until we run out. That's how we do on new comic book day. And if you want even more of that, OEPHpodcast.com on the blog section. We we have them there as well, so you can't miss it. And like we always like to end it with, make sure to go out and support your local comic shops wherever you're at because there's nothing like going into a shop on a Wednesday and grabbing some new issues. That being said, for anything and everything that is the ODPH, you can find it at ODPHpodcast.com. That's it for this week's for for the one and only Petal 1J.
1: Fuck the Houston Astros. Y'all thought you were going to miss it this week. Oh, I know. The streak continues. Fuck the Astros. He
0: he does not miss this. If you don't know it, that's why you have to go get the Patreon and go check out the Sports Edition. I'm your host, Ken M. Thank you, as always, for listening to the ODPH Podcast, better known as the Ocho Duro Parley Hour. See you at New York Comic Con. Talk to you next week.